Hi, everyone. Today, me and Endless Midnight Moon are going to be talking about serial fiction and how you know choosing to write in a serial fiction format differs from writing in a traditional format, where you basically finish all the writing and then post it onto Google Books or you know publish it as a hardcover book. So the first question we have here is: How is writing serial fiction different from writing a regular novel? I think the fundamental thing is like I like most novels they ask you just just finish it no matter how bad it looks you just finish it and then you do what you can with it but for some people that doesn't really work out to their advantage because then it's, and then it's like I can't fix this I just don't know how to begin with this or there's a lot of things that that's really difficult when it comes when you do that first and I, and I think it's like it's more of a serious case for writers more than say artists because like Writers started off with the what was it? They 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 started off doing serial fiction, right? But then eventually, as people got cheaper, it became something that they just transitioned to full novels and just say that okay, we're just going to stick with one volume, one one entire series at a time, one entire book at mm-hmm. a time. But I think it's that it still is a challenge in and itself. And I think it's because for me the difference is that a book is very very polished. Mm-hmm. You are expected to like, hi, expected I- to like really polish it to death, like you're. You're going to be looking at it all the time. Are you freezing? Yeah, sorry. It seems like there was some kind of lag. Every uh, three or four minutes, you just keep on freezing. Mm. Yeah, so, so I think I'm seeing that on your end. <laughs> yeah, me too. It says um, my internet is unstable, apparently. does that happen a lot during the winter sorry no not really i think it, it might be a weather thing oh a weather thing <laughs> yeah okay but i think yeah i think it's about to go back to the i mean if i don't go back to it, it's like it's like you can't really like i think it's like that 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 kind of sense it can be a very monumental task and i think it's like the difference is like uh, you can't really do so much. We can't say you want to do this, do that, but because there's not so much like ability for you to do it anymore. That's and the same thing. Even though this, even in serious, right? You end up getting a lot of very funny stuff. You're getting serious, and then you get and then you get zero point five, zero point one, zero point two, which are usually novel, which are usually like small novellas that they cannot really write into the main series because it's like it doesn't exactly fit. But then in my case, it's like but then it can it may or may not fit. In like zero zero novels, I think the difference in zero novels is there's a lot more focus on character. Hmm. Hmm. That's true. Like an example would be Count of Monte Cristo, for example. It was first written in a newspaper or magazine, and you know, kind of just published regularly. You know, and even like Dostoevsky stuff, he also published his novels, you know, as separate installments. And I think that's why sometimes the pacing of these novels feels a bit off because, for example, in The Count of Monte Cristo, it always feels like the central, like the stuff in the middle about Albert in Rome and stuff always feels very stretched out. And I think it's because, you know, he was trying to meet a quota or just trying to get people to keep up with his stuff and get interested and invested to stay for the ending. Uh, I think that's a problem. It's like, um, but then, but if you read it, but then if you're the person who's reading it in one one newspaper at a time, it'd be very different. That's true. And I think true. the same thing when I was like, 
Yeah, and I think that's because there's also that element of wanting you to, like, to be able to update them, keep them in the loop, trying to remember what are they doing. So that, so that way you don't complete those because it's from week to week, you need to really maintain that, that momentum and all that. And also, although in some cases, I think digital publishing changed it a bit because it's a bit different. You don't really have to collect everything now. It's just like, you just start from the beginning and go, or if you want the person, you just like randomly jumping in the middle of nowhere and try to figure out what's the story about. <laughs> that's true. I think because now we're using the internet, people can actually go back and reread certain chapters so it's not like back then when people only had this week's newspaper and they may have thrown out last week's newspaper so they don't remember everything yeah i think and, and it does it does change the baby right because then it's like we do remember but i don't remember as much as say a newspaper would i was remember <laughs> even charles Dickens' story was actually started off as a as a newspaper but i can't remember anything though i tried i thought i read, read a few of his novels mm-hmm Right. A long while back. And I think mm-hmm. it's a bit, it's also very different because then it's like in you know, treasure publishing, once you finish a book, you will slowly, slowly go and work through all the errors and all that. You'll clean it up. You'll tie up the plot a bit tighter because then the pacing is about the whole story. But then in the serial novel, it's more like just keep, it's just to get them to keep on reading. Mm-hmm, right. And what do you think of um someone just like basically they start out writing uh, serial novels, but then afterwards they wanted to turn it into a regular novel. So then they just take everything they've written and they start tightening it up. Do you think that's a good approach to have, you know, the first prototype or draft of a novel? Or do you think it's easier for some people to never publish anything and just release the final version at the very end? I think some people it's going to be easier that way. Some other people they prefer to like go a bit here and there, try to figure stuff out, or like or like they or like they or like. I think it's most like it depends on whether you're able to survive with feedback without feedback. That's true, right? And I think some people maybe they already have all the ideas in their head, so maybe feedback isn't as important to them. So, for example, I think you know modern authors, a lot of them, like you know J.R.R. Martin and such. I don't think they did serial fiction. I think they just published it all in one go, right? Josh R. Not Martin's a little different. He used to write for TV. Oh, so, so okay. So it's a bit different. He's more traditional. He's actually more like up to date with how to do this because like TV scripts are like week by week and all that. You don't really like have this like um. Very, very like a like a like they want shop everything kind of thing. I think why TV is different. TV is more, even more collaborative because of like it's multiple writers in the same room. Oh right. Yeah, so it's a bit different. But then I think that he's the, I think he's a bit different. That's why he says that she doesn't does okay on like on the on the on TV because. Like, TV writer and he can give that's why it blew up enough to inspire a lot of other fan, a lot of other fan fantasy knockoffs like you know a lot of the rings which is is anything wrong Oh gosh, like that was really laggy. Suddenly you just froze and I think it was like almost 40 seconds of freezing. And basically when you froze, I couldn't really hear anything because your voice just got stretched. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, I think it got very, very interesting. It's like, um, yeah, I feel as though like very bad, it's raining very bad. Mm-hmm.
Hello? Hello? Sorry, it, it, there was just another freeze. Oh, quite bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, although, although, yeah, I think it's very interesting. It's like a... Mm. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you again, oh, yeah. but but your your face keeps on freezing, and then and then I can't hear you for a few seconds. Maybe it would be better if I tell my, uh, like my my camera because I I hear that some image might be really affected. Hmm. Maybe you can try. And I think it's like um now what bad we oh yeah I was talking about like um the now the, all the other fantasy knockouts that they are like um real or time Lord of the Rings what what try to be the next Game of Thrones you know Game of Thrones had its own controversial ending but like honestly if, if there are people animating it because it, it had a it had a humongous success and it, and it got the interest in like fantasy TV and all that and yeah. I think it's because like, it's also because mm -hmm. like the rise of the, like that they really allowed zero fiction to make its comeback again for writing mm -hmm. yeah it was like. It also expanded the way for a lot more of different types of writers. Mm -hmm, definitely. I think there's more diversity now, as well as, you know, it's encouraging a lot more people to start writing because before it seemed like an impossible bar to meet. It just felt very inaccessible and it felt like you had to know certain people in the industry to get started. And now it's more like it's more like community based because even then even though there's, there's a lot of different websites, but then it's like the rise of this website could lead to more other websites, more other communities being created. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, just look at Tapas. There's a Discord community, there's you know, there's also comics as well as novels. So like there's a lot of variety, and you know, everyone else has social media too. So it's not just Tapas. They have Discord, they have a YouTube, they have a Twitter, and they're all cross-promoting each other's work, which was previously unheard of because previously people, for example, like JK Rowling in the 90s, she only got famous because of her publisher. Yeah, and I think it also it also kind of like lower uh, credit also because it also allowed for more different kinds of stories to be told because back then it's like you everything was very tight so like as a result you didn't have that much breath you couldn't go very very big very much unless you were like some big name author like like that, that you could just say I can just do this one shot. Mm hmm. That's true. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more variety in terms of styles and approaches, and I think like I said, cross pollination. People are kind of being inspired by other people. Yeah, I agree. It's like um, and also also like there's also like just a like, very strong like feedback sensation, and I think it's very interesting because I like, do think in art it's also like I think art is more friendly towards serializing because of like the time it takes to draw in the first place. Mm, I I don't know what what do you mean by art like graphic novels or do you graphic mean people? Novels. Yeah, okay, graphic novels. novels I think so because a lot of them, for example, manga they are published in magazines, right? And they they mostly still are in Japan at least. I mean, there are people who release them as tankobon or, you know, the whole volume, but that's usually after they've been published in the magazine already. That's how they yeah. get famous in the first place. Yeah, although you say it's very cultural, but it's actually a very interesting topic because I think it's like, um, it's like, because I think it's something, um, something about art, something about that form, comics may be more, for, more, like, more friendly towards serialization. That's why we kept the serialization format throughout most of its run, but then it's like novels, more people became cheap. It kind of went to just full-line novels. Not that it's wrong, but then it's just, it's a bit different than say like um, the style. And now it's seeing, it's seeing the resurgence back. I think I like it more because like, um, it kind of fits back, me, fits back me better than say like, um, than say a regular regular novel would because like I'm a very 
I kind of run with ideas and I see where it leads me. Don't say mm-hmm. like my it's like I'll say like the first the first ideas like diet. What was beyond the great guys initial idea? I had no idea what was I thinking. I was doing it. It was pretty awful by all means. I'm like thinking like oh my god, thank god I didn't I didn't I didn't do that. Thank god I didn't do that. <laughs> right, but yes, I think um so definitely for some formats like graphic novels, I think mo- most of them have been serialized. I don't really know about American comics though. Like, are they usually published as like individual volumes? I think so. Like for the superhero they stuff, they also have issues as well. Like they 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 do have issues now and then. That comics that they that go like okay, I'm drawing drawing this chapter or something or like an issue, then they finish it, then they they compile it or something like that. I'm not very too clear on that either. I'm more of a fan of manga. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a manga. Manga is very big. It's in Singapore, so like I've been reading manga since I was a child. I've been like, yeah. So pretty much it's like to say that I I also been watching anime since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Same here. Like I don't really know that much about the Western comic scene. I mean, I've seen it a lot, but I don't know how it's usually published. So you know that's. Something I might research into the future, but well, I mean Archie, for example, that's the only comic I sort of know about. It's not superheroes, though. I mean, it's it's like a more daily life thing. But I think it comes out in issues, so it's not like a manga compilation where, like, for example, Shonen Jump has different series inside, right? It's not just one series, but for Archie, it's pretty much just Archie. Ah,、uh, so it's just that the one that one installment. Whole, yeah, just- for one series. And so, do you want to go to the next question? Yes. So the next question is: What are the approaches that you would go for you yourself as a writer when writing serial fiction? I think the interesting thing about approaches is like um, is like when it comes to writing serial fiction, I think planning kind of really gets into a place here. Like you got to be willing to plan a little bit, but I'm also like a person say like I might just completely just drop ideas somewhere half the half the time and see where it goes me, and then sometimes I'm also be willing to cut it out to like sometimes say like, okay this isn't working so well. Recently I kind of really like narrow like slim down what Beyond the Pieces was really about and just like okay I'm going to focus more on this and less on that because like I don't really like um otherwise it's saying that uh okay this got weird. I I think I really want to like it's like I think for me once I figure out what's about what is each character's personal conflict was about it kind of got easy for me to like start. Slimming down a bit to answer what ideas I really should hit. What's what really fits the the core the core I the core central theme of the story.、Mm-hmm. Right, and I think you also have to take into um you know pacing into account, right? And arcs. I do have pacing a lot of pacing into account. It's like um sometimes it's like just me like right writing. I say okay, I I kind of want to like usually once because I write one. I say I have this volume plan out, but it's like um it's just like a like a hard stop. Maybe just tell me so. Okay, I should probably do some stuff with it. But it's my personal approach. Not everybody will take this approach. Some will just like let it run as long as they want it to, as they need it to, or they feel that. It should end there. It should end there. But I think it's it led to a lot more unusual kind of writing. And I think one of the things is my approaches is like a I mean we lend more weight towards like characters and say like, okay this person sounds interesting maybe maybe I should give them more weight or should I really I should really be willing to to really pull out pull out all the thoughts pull out the real ideas I had. I don't really feel the need to like really tie myself into it unless I feel so、like、it doesn't really mesh that well after a while. Hmm. Right. I think. One really good thing about serial fiction is that you know it lets you explore more characters and themes than you originally thought because you know you kind of grow along the series, right? So, for example, for Beyond the Gray Skies, you've been writing it for almost two years, actually two years as of this the release of this podcast, which is yes, January two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Original idea was that is you know in fact original idea started from around December actually. 
Oh, so they're writing this from oh, around December. Okay. That, the, that the first real draft, no matter how bad it was, it was started here. I'm saying, why did why did no? I feel so. Like, I feel like maybe I should have published it. But then again, I like, but then again, look at it and say, thank God I didn't publish this because I. But then I had to write fifty thousand words to figure it out. <laughs> fifty thousand words. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, re- I don't regret it, but like, oh my god, what the hell was I thinking back then? But then it's like, but then it's like, I never, I was like cutting up. I was like, I said, like, I didn't have that. I only had Annie, but like, I didn't have my resistance down there. That was a little invention that started to bring them together. And then, yeah, okay, then things got interesting. And then I, then I had to change a lot of different backgrounds, different stuff. And and eventually, just like, because I think the interesting thing in my project is like, I just posted one chapter at a time. Although early on, I didn't really plan as much. For me, early on, I was just like, I'm just writing this for me. And then somebody kept on reading it. And it eventually just became like, there's something saying, maybe I should apply some more structure to it. Maybe I should do some, get, and then eventually started doing planning more, then getting really, really late down the good ideas and say okay I really want to work towards this I really want to set up this I think it got really interesting because then it gave me like something like an investment saying okay I really want to do this because like, for some writers they really like to they really like to they don't really like they don't really like the imperfection but for me it's like, at this point it's like, actually I don't really mind the, the fact that it got it took me this long to figure it out because like oh well at least in two years I figured out how to write a story the way I want it the way I really think it should be written and took into like slowly figure out what, what was this story this story all about and I eventually realized that actually like what it's also more beneficial for people who like do world building and you want to expand the world. They don't want to narrow it down because I feel also a lot of fantasy series, they kind of suffer from it like a trilogy. Like they're not rushing, they're not going into some direction that, and then they have to quickly come back to the main plot. That's true. I think for fantasy, especially the wor- very world building intense stuff, um, there is this kind of tendency to just kind of veer off course sometimes because there's just so much to explore. I mean, especially if you have like, you know, three kingdoms or something, you want to explore each of them. And sometimes one character goes from one place to another, and then that's where you want to start exploring different things. So then it kind of veers off course before coming back to the original plot. Yeah, and also even, and also I think also even then beyond Grace, I say, how, how off course has it gotten? I would say yes, it has gotten extremely, extremely off course, and I've even more off course I use in the future that I don't think that once I end this series, it's, like, it's going to be kind of like in a weird spin-off sequel thing, but for me it's just, I'm just going to continue this format because it works for me very well, it has really pushed me to grow as a writer because then it's like, you can, you can really grow with your story in a way that you can't, like in a normal, no, in a normal novel, and then, because then once you finish my work, right, it's either you're going to keep on revising, revising, revising until you succeed. Mm-hmm, that's true. That, 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 that offer, but for me, it's like I think for me, it's because like um, there's not really as much offers in in like in locally that I could really pursue. Or most of it is just very very it's very very specific. I think. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. about writing about writing about Singapore, but like I don't really want to write about Singapore after living here for twenty years. I kind of like feel a bit like, uh, I can I feel so like it happens a lot with a lot of people. It's like they don't really want to write about story by their homeland because it can get very tedious unless you're very personal, you're very page, you have a very strong feeling about it. After it's like you usually want to go somewhere else, you want to explore something else instead. That's true. I think a lot of people do want to explore something that's different from themselves, right? Because sometimes you just want something that's more different from your day-to-day life yeah and I, th- and I think that for me was definitely historical fiction and i think it's like um and then for me a zero for me like, it really like being on like i think what was on that fiction really liberated me as a whole and like and also because like there's also the buffer i feel it's like a buffer is like the buffer is actually the most important thing you should learn how to do although, although eventually i really, i once to set my schedule i really wrote a lot more in advance i could really get them to slow down 
I just see what I need, where I've been, where I need to go, and and think about okay, so what should I write? So what should so what I, what needs to happen next and all that? It kind of like and also it's also like really like getting the grip on like on uh, all your characters, like your what's what's the central idea behind the story because you can do a lot more with it. You don't have to stick to a very very like tight plot structure in the, the same way that um, that you need to when it comes to a lot of to a lot of novels. You can just say I want to do a little bit different. I want to it to be a slower. I want to really just expand the world because I can. That's because true. I, I, all these ideas I really want to lay out. I think a lot. You know, you know that a lot of tapas novels are are actually pretty long. Yeah, they are. I think it's because you know they want to explore more and more things as they get deeper into the story. Yeah, and, also, and that's that's why I realized that. I remember that I also, and that's why I realized that. You remember Devil's Triangle? That I think like I don't think this can be a normal published novel. It's 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 hundred and something episodes. I can tell that it's probably going to go to hundreds of thousands of words by the time it's done. And I'm I'm not even sure it's even halfway done. Like God, like no, I I it's like it got to the hundred plus episode to really get to a to one main point to another main point. I realized that huh, that's that it also different kinds of pacing to like really wait really, like it also slower story sometimes to really really set up the scene and it also a more complex storytelling too. Mm-hmm, that's true. I think you know this kind of rise of digital technology and these kind of platforms has actually inspired people to you know take writing into a different direction and you know try out different time types of pacing that they normally wouldn't have done if they just went for the traditional you know paperback or hard copy type of publishing. Also, because I realized a lot of traditional paperback, but there's a lot of like copycats because there's a lot of very similar structure. But then in in serial fiction, it can be a bit different. You can afford to like. Because your pacing would actually be very different from somebody else's because of the nature. And I think Beyond Grace Cancer is like, well, all of saying, I can't know what to classify this as. I really don't know. Now I can just say it's just historical slice of life. I just enjoy writing because it's just me really getting closer to like do this. This is the idea I have. This is the world I want to explore. It's, it's, it's like very different, but it's, it's after the history. But it's also a what if. Like, what if this happened instead of that? Mm-hmm. What if this changed instead of this? And then eventually just came, it then eventually snowballed into like a whole idea. And then it kind of made, inspired me more, say, it kind Kind of like made me go deeper. Also, because for me, say that I think it's, it's beneficial for like people like to explore. Mm-hmm, that's true. I think that's a very important thing. The the idea of getting closer to your characters and ideas, and you know, kind of developing a more solid idea as you go along, which is hard to do if you're just writing everything in one go. Like even for example, Nano Raimo, like the whole idea of writing a novel within a month is kind of challenging to a lot of people, especially since you may not have the time to grow with the novel or release it and get feedback. And yeah, actually I've written a real, real, real novel before on Nanorimo and I never published it because I think by end of it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, are you referring to the one you wrote this year or previously? Previously, uh, my first year, but 2016, well, my first year I took part was 2016, after my, after I finished a major, major, like, uh, exam, I said, okay, let's just go write right now, remote. I had this idea, this amazing idea, I realized that, oh my god, I, I can't remember a single thing about any of the credits, I can't remember their names. <laughs> How about the one this year, what did you, oh, well, I mean, 2021, because we're releasing this in January 2022, but yeah. well, what about the one in no- November 2021, like, do you think you'll be releasing easy. it, and how do you feel uh, about no. it? Well, I, although I didn't really write, I thought I have me, I just speak with a lot of, like, different ideas, I think, 
there's also like different like um like writing like also like writing short stories that helped me a lot in trying to figure this out and like it kind of like it kind of made me realize I just I just really try to get into the in depth into the level of saying okay just who, who just what is a central conflict that of this series and I think I figure it out like and then we could talk about it in a future episode because like uh, once it's published something like that but then because like it's a very very like interesting conflict because I was like wait a minute yeah allowed me to I think pseudo fiction like one thing is I really figure out is about conflict also also about that about very organic conflict because I think about the one of the organic conflicts in my series just realizing that well I'm all sure they have certain ideas and dreams but they're not really like not all of them are ready not, it's not just that one thing they're lacking sometimes it's like multiple things they're lacking or they keep on finding things that are not quite like it and I can exper- experiment around with it because like um, also them, I, don't have the, I don't have the constraints of a novel so I don't have to be like a, they don't have to like be a completely changed person by the end of the novel that's true you don't and I think you know endings can be more open-ended too I think because you don't have to publish, you know, all in one go. So maybe you can, maybe it's more likely for serial fiction to have open endings. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think so too. I think my ending is going to be quite open for once I finish this because I don't have, I don't have leading up to something else and I don't want to do right that. And I, and I think for me, it's like, it's also really like, I think it's really, it's been really good. Online fiction has really like, online, the internet has really opened up a lot of different doorways for people like they could like do like they could like instead I know some people write they like to write write graphic novels they like to like draw and then they like to write that they have illustrated novels too like they just write to draw a bit but they have a long piece of text and then it gave us a lot of different kind of format different ways to enjoy a novel that is very un, very different and for me it's like there was anything I really want to do is like after this like after I edited everything I'm done with once I really color all the all the stuff that I didn't really kill out the first round it's like I really want to think about something in an audiobook something like that that's a good idea. You know, I would really like to, you know, try out doing more audiobooks too. And also because I, uh, it's also because I think my, my, my series can really benefit from me because like, it's very, it's also a lot of talking more than say like, um, than That's say true. anything about like a, like a lot of fighting, a hardcore fighting. You know, they say I can't write this joke. People say I write one, one, one action scene per chapter. I write one action scene per volume. <laughs> 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 and then say like, most of it is like it's really inspiring. It's really about sometimes about planning, about doing things. And I think for me, it allowed me to like really, really like properly power scale everybody to a point that to really to, because for me, I think interesting thing is because it really allowed me to like really develop it more believably for me. It's like because like I think Buddy is not really at the head of ending at his life right now. Like he's still trying to sort things out. He can afford I can't afford to do this because it's like zero fiction. Abranta's still jumping from still still stuck in the middle of like trying to trying to get off her own situation. And I realize that she's like, oh my god, I have no idea what to do with my life. I just realized that now. It, mm-hmm. it probably could have I probably could have done that in a regular novel and all that. And for me, like, if I had to do a regular novel, what would it look like? It is I I think I think I think I think I would have cut anybody's things like uh you probably meet the woman that probably you probably meet his I probably have set his romance very early on. Even right now, like, I don't I'm not even sure he'll end up the woman he's with the with the with the with like say the woman he's coming with. Mm-hmm, right. I'm not even sure about that yet. And Amaranta my met him, my met uh, her, her, her prince charming a long time ago, a long, a long, long time ago. And and for me, it's like I, I allow me to really delve into relationships better because like there's a lot more complicated relationships down here. And I want to explore that. It's like because like you know heartbreak and all that. It's a bit like it's not really like um, it happens. And like and also like relationships for me is like it's more complicated and say normal because I don't my family is complicated and all that my personal feelings for romance is that it's complicated that's true right I think it can be a lot more complicated in many situations than media or fiction assumes it to be 
and also like for me, for me, I don't, I don't really need to like, I don't really need to try to introduce the idea of like a of a third of a love triangle. Because for me, do I actually? I haven't even done any of that. Like for me, I realized that it's just a lot because I, I think they did it because it was a very easy way to put people into the idea. That's true. I think a lot of people just do it because they see it a lot in fiction, and also they think it adds more intrigue and kind of like conflicts, right? I mean, it's not very. In, in, in reality, I think this kind of situation is very uncommon. So if you're go- going for a more realistic take on romance, especially if the people are grown, like they're not in university or high school, it's not really going to happen. I mean, it's like, I feel as though there's an average for a real love triangle. You like, you're likely, all more, all more likely, end up all them as lovers and say that they're choosing one or the other. Mm-hmm, right. It's just me. But it's just me, uh, So because I realized, like, wait a minute, it all actually feels so strong. You want to just start, but if they are, if all they agree, but why, why don't you just start a poly and moral relationship? Although it's complicated, but like it just makes more sense than some of the really, really odd choices that happen. And I think it helped me take more time because I think also that beyond the discussion really comes to me like an idea of like representation of an adult about about growing up. I think that feels like I feel something that feels like that because I feel that way because like I mean, you don't you know all children have very different aspects, but the very different aspects of like young adulthood for me is personally is like um like I know that Aurelia has seemed like the most typical normal one of, of them all like because anybody said you go out to work and all that but I think for me it's like the, in terms of reality it's like there are going to be a lot of people who never actually go to university they just go out and work after, after they graduate of high school yeah that's true that, that that's another reality that we never really see and whereas most of the fiction you see is all like college 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 that's and like, true <laughs> I call it right. like this time of your lives, and then I think Amarana is actually the most interesting because like a boss, like she has a very clear. I think with the both anybody, Amarana is more like he's more of a loose person. He can be a really loose salesman. He could really sell anything if he wanted to put his mind to just like right now and say, "I made, I'm, I managed to make a business of furniture. I don't know why I did it, but it works. It pays me. I don't care." <laughs> Right. If it's stupid on the table, I, I would do it because like honestly, I could do something else. But right now, it's like who's gonna pay me to to do me already doing so in this? Hmm. Uh, so the next question is, what sustains interest in writing a series that lasts over a year? I think one is like, it's really feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, definitely. Like, if I, I think what means I, I have really done because she was the one who started, who started reading my series the moment it was, it was in, it was in Inception. Oh, right. Yes. I think she was one of the first people you met on Tapas. That's part of our current group of people. Yeah, it was, she was really the first. I think it was very interesting because like um, I I wouldn't have known I would end up writing if, if it wasn't like that 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 reader she gets raised that hmm, I should have somebody reading. Maybe I should try to change it up a little bit, improve stuff a little bit. And then mm-hmm. next, I think this was I love Hellaborn. Oh yes, Hellaborn too. I think uh, how did you meet her? Was it through Ivan Skilling? I don't think so. I think she just randomly read my story. <laughs> Well, I think it's because of Akitku, because she knows Akitku, and you were commenting on Akitku stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. why. Yeah, and I realized that, oh, feedback-wise, like, I don't know, that slot was very hard. I think for me, it's like, I, I realized that for me, the thing that really makes it to the end is sometimes, like, I just need that one person, and I realized that maybe the future, what I need is I need to find a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> something like that I just I don't really need that many I just need that one person to just tell me I, I, I have that motivation to actually work because back when I didn't have anybody it just went to nowhere that, that's oh, I just, true oh, oh, my, I just want to say like, nobody was telling me I was like no, I never really had a chance to say do bad second I just say this is a very good this is like wait a minute this is really bad idea number 1,800 <laughs> I never had a chance to tell myself okay should I take a moment take a look at this and like god it's awful that's awful 
<laughs> and then and that happened. To, I think that happened to me in one of I think one really interesting thing is what my red novels like. It did very. It was a very interesting story though. Like it has a hundred k reads, and I can't. Well, probably it's like the funny thing is I can't even. I can't even take it down now. I'm like, eh, I'm very upset. I mean, I wish I could, I could take it down. Then maybe I would talk about maybe revising a miniature spread. But now it's not. It's not just doing the red novel. I don't care. <laughs> don't. Care. I yeah. really haven't. Because I already washed my hands of it. It's like, uh, okay, since I can't do it, maybe I'll just, I don't have other ideas for that, for like that setting, but not, but not that, sorry. Because I think that, I, I think the complicated situation of it being out of the way is going to be another thing in itself. That's true, right? Yeah, it, it is a difficult story to return to, I think. And although I think it wasn't that bad, I think it was my first time really seeing what Beyond the Grisgas could, what, 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 what my felt, so I want to go Beyond the Grisgas was, was that I wanted to write a character that was just like more personally relatable, because I realized that it was more like I could personally relate to all three of my main characters. I could find ways to even pity some of my, some of my older characters too, like the sex stories that don't exactly like. And I think I definitely like, um, really, really kind of, like, you kind of realize that I realized that I can really improve my style and it really sustained me a lot better because then I really focus in laser in okay say what's the personal conflict what their personal attributes because I realized that I back then I placed a lot of emphasis on on plot. That's true you did and because of that your characters suffered more and you said that you did struggle also with dialogue back then. So when I say that yeah, my first honorary project, I still can't remember who was who. If you just give me and say oh, wait if I just actually find it I'm like can you remember what was the names again? Oh yeah I can't <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious uh. it's very hilarious that I literally cannot <laughs> Dude, I'm not just like um, I'm not, I'm not ask you this is like um, I'm, I'm what you, you say the same in New York started out like from August 2020 or was it, was it earlier or later um, it started officially in August 2020 but the idea for it went all the way back to 2015 or no 2016 I think that was when me and Tete were talking about it on DeviantArt a long time ago. And, you know, n- there wasn't really think anything done for it except for a few drawings. So it was more like random ideas for a story, but there was nothing concrete. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that long. I still see a pattern though. It's like a, like a really good, like, I think that a lot of computers, com- computers they tend to have ideas for it a long time before like, they actually write it into a free, that way they get ready to write it to fruition, they time to like, that, or like they, they write it for a while, then they chuck it aside, then they come back to it a few, a few months later, and then start it all over again. That way they can really gain that distance. Mm, I don't think it was distance for me. I think it was because there was no motivation. Like back then I was still in school and and then afterwards I graduated and then I was focused on trying to find a job which I couldn't for a long time so there was that and you know I just felt very depressed about all of that so I didn't really have the motivation to do anything creative except for a few pictures but ironically after the COVID uh, crisis happened I had more time than ever to start actually doing a series and you know I was like you know it's going to be hard but let's just try it and now you don't have an excuse because you're at home all the time oh same thing it's like actually for me that feels like COVID really helped me a lot to like it really shaped me on the grace guys in a very particular way because but then again when early on when I was writing it was like this very bad bones ideas and eventually it also became later on like, as I started like I finished out my final year in school and I feel so like it got really more defined after I graduated and, and went out to really really go out to the working world and say okay what, what is it going to be like it kind of really got much more defined after I did after I graduated from that when I was in school I was like I think when I was school I was still a very sheltered naive very like very like not so like very well known of like a lot of the stuff outside because like a lot of the nuances that 
that come in that come in reality that mm-hmm. anybody would deal with that let's say Amaranta might deal with if she finds a job and all that I think the homie said then because then if I did I worry when my I worry I really struggle if I went to a, like something like higher ed maybe I would really struggle trying to figure out what to do for both of them because mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have answered this so much but Arena is very simple because like you see there a lot a lot of stories like Arena is like she's this very talented very prodigal character that she's she's really smart she's really smarter than both of us siblings and they know it they, they both are very, very they both know the fact that she's the smartest of them all and I would I would say she's exactly the she's exactly the favorite of the family per se though just that they just that they, they definitely expect more of her than say other people than say both of siblings but it's more like they more like they expect each of them to be a little bit different than the rest it's like I think it's like Nicole just said I resign the fact that that anybody is going to be a, a I resign it a lot it's going to be going to go to business I resigned it so long ago because the moment he was six years old he was he was talking to me all day about that mm-hmm, that's true right it's like, it kind of got me to that, that whole characters that's true so I think COVID actually impacted a lot of people and I think maybe we should have a podcast about this like in general because I know it also impacted Halifornia and Tete and a lot of other people because now we finally have fewer distractions and you know less of an excuse to just not really put it into words you know instead of just having these random ideas floating in our head let's just actually sit down and make a series that people can actually read because before one of the um one of the dismotivators i could you could say is that you know you felt like you had a lot of ideas in your head but you never had the gumption to put it into a series which you know led to people not knowing about your characters and then you're like oh but no one knows about my stuff so i don't feel like writing about it but then you never created anything in the first place right so then it's like an yeah. endless cycle of non-motivation like dismotivation or you know the anti-motivation Actually, I used to be on Royal Road, and and then I used to post stuff on there. Back when I was still in school, like I had a lot of time when I was a student, and also really, then again, I was a really good student. And I was like one of those students that say, I did pretty okay." But like most of the time, I just if I didn't bother to care, I didn't care at all. <laughs> so I never, so I was never really the sucker, sucking up the kind. of I just say like, I, I think it got a lot more as I went to something called like a kind of like polytechnic, which is like a like here it's always like a lower form of college. Like our university is the real college. Then it's like it's but then even then it's like there wasn't really a lot of freedom. Like I was I was really rebelling against my own family and all that. I think that's why it's like in my characters are here. They really really like really like going all out on their personal choices in their lives. Even sometimes I feel that sometimes sometimes maybe there's a bit of wish fulfillment down there that I really wanted to explore. And then I realized that even if they did right, they there's a lot of complicatedness there. I think I realized that as I realized I started pursuing stuff I really wanted to do and now it's like yeah it's complicated it gets complicated real fast and then and then eventually it's like it kind of like becoming coming king, kings of like adult young adulthood and I think although that I did predate COVID but I think it's very different like that in the, the way COVID shaped the story and say like beforehand that's true it did so it is an interesting conversation to have with a bunch of artists maybe we could have like a I don't know a big zoom call with multiple people to talk about this it would be interesting yeah it would be because even though it's like say i live in one of the countries that way back it's actually the easiest for you to, to start writing something but most people don't because they're too busy doing a lot of ot and all that mm-hmm, yeah that's true it got, yeah it's like it's very different or they're too busy studying or something like that it got very interesting for me it was like but then i was like writing one novel like i was going to great aiming for that one novel thing because like, I was thinking that like, maybe that like, will work better that say like whatever I'm doing right now and because like, the real idea was thinking like, actually I want to take a break every now and then I, I want to like I want to like really go towards something a small the climax and then don't I just move on and then I move and then I start off from there again and then, and then I built and built from there and I think it got really much better because then it's like I, I wasn't like, going heading to nowhere that's true so that's why you chose 
this particular format as opposed to the traditional format. Yeah, I think the whole situation format is that you got to have like a very very clear idea and then you and then although say they can be you can just go anywhere you want but for me it's like I kind of get let I always get led away to a lot of different ideas at, at some point in time and then I remember it's like I started off I remember there was a series I started off with a long long time ago that had like a hundred over characters I'm like god damn it why the hell did I think that oh thank you it did happen in Beyond the Christmas but it's a bit different because I have central characters I focus on them and then I and then I said minor characters in the background surrounding them and all that and then for mm-hmm. me it's like it's become easier for me to, to really write about them now that's true. I think it really has helped you, you know, gain a better idea of how to approach characters and kind of build dialogue as well as, you know, explore more world building aspects. So I think so, serial so, fiction. I think, yeah, go ahead. Also, there's something called tension. That's true. Tension as well, because I think you can express that through dialogue better as opposed to just, you know, action or plot. Yeah, I also like what you what you say that um I want to ask you something is that um I want to so so like uh, but then I so basically as I mean you started off as this idea where it started as like um over a year and then is that how how do you feel how do you feel has it changed after after you read it for a year? Um, mm, I don't really think there was much change. I think uh because I already I had the idea of what I was gonna do a year ago, so I think. The only thing that has changed, nothing. I mean, just continually making a buffer that's continually b- getting bigger. Because when I first started, my buffer was only like, what, three weeks long or four weeks long. But now it's like nearly four months. <laughs> do, you think, do you think the scope has changed for you though? My, the scope for my story has changed a lot. Mm, no, I don't think so. My scope, I think it's pretty much the same. It's mostly just Sam telling his story like his autobiography through his own lens and sometimes it's not completely reliable because he kind of exaggerates a bit of his life but I think that's pretty much it I think the scope won't change a lot because I think it's because also Sam in New York isn't completely new I mean like I told you the original ideas for it came from 2016 Mm, but I just didn't do anything with it I know what about about the book of Joel um I think the scope has changed because it is new. I think I only worked on it for a few months though. I mean, okay, not a few months, eight, eight months or nine months now, but it feels like shorter because I did take a lot of breaks in between it. I just sometimes don't do anything on it. And then I suddenly go crazy on it. And then I create a buffer of like three months when I start working on it. So I don't think it has changed that much, but it does change a little bit according to the conversations I have with Joel, with, with Tete and Hellaborn. So I guess that would change it. But I, in terms of scope, I still don't really know where it's going. So it's hard to say whether it has changed. Mm, I wonder, it's like, do, 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 would you think like, we would have started working on the book of Joe if it wasn't for, like, if we didn't start the New York? Yeah, I mean, they're basically kind of tied together, right? I wouldn't have started... W- I wouldn't have started it if it was not for Sam in New York because basically Sam in New York was the first you know, long form graphic novel that kickstarted the whole process, right? I didn't think that I could actually create something that was so long and, you know, would be updated every week. So I think without that, um, I wouldn't have done anything else either. I mean, it's, it's pretty weird because for me, it kind of, it kind of sprung off into like, its own anthology because I would have actually written an anthology if, if Beyond the Greece didn't think of as much as it did. Right. The idea behind the anthology was because in 2020, near the end of the year, 
I suddenly started applying to a lot of these writing contests and I didn't win most of them, but I did win one of them, which was, you know, the Mephistopheles story, which I still can't publish until the person responsible for printing the anthology actually, well, not the anthology, the person responsible for, for printing that literary journal actually gets back to me and prints it to me. And then I can put it online. But yeah, my point was that I created a lot of these stories, maybe like even 20 of them. So they will be eventually released as part of the anthology because a lot of them are from perspectives of characters who are not Sam or Joel. So I can't incorporate them into either of those series. Uh, so like it's just very interesting because like um eventually the anthology my my story of the anthology came out like um came out beyond the base guys and now I have a prequel novel but just focusing on just that one character that's like his I think his story has changed a lot for me because by this I didn't have that clear of idea what to do but maybe I'll get more into it when I actually do publish the story because like um man I really changed a lot and also a lot of this also inspired by research too like if you actually research into like the, the real nitty details and understanding what life was like then it's like it changes a lot it changes everything for me and kind of like it kind inspired me more than say less and I suddenly realized like, hmm, maybe I really want to explore like this section more and it got very interesting because Beyond the Grace would have kicked started there until, until I really like really really went that long with it and said okay let me just play it out and see what happens I think what means that like, it really allowed me to say like, get in touch with the characters like figure it out figure out what's that what's the internal conflict and then just applying the same pattern to like everybody else that the anthology whether it was like um, whether it was, it was like Residuta and Federico in the first story that like, didn't mm-hmm. have their own detail conflicts and it was very different because they were both very they were both very different ages too and then they thought the second the second was like was it just Cosimo like his eternally bad his, his horrendous relationship with his father his his non-existent relationship with his, with his stepmother and the, and the fact that he's been, he's been kicked out and sent home sent, sent to some some boarding school in the middle of nowhere at a young age and it kind of mm-hmm. really shaped that that, that empathy that I had for them that in a way that because it was not so plot driven and I think because like because like all the shows obviously kind of change perspectives change shapes very fast Exactly. So it allows you to more explore more aspects of characters you normally wouldn't have time to explore in Beyond the Grey Skies. Oh, I would have wanted to explore it with him, but I wouldn't have been able to do it because then, because then it realized that a lot of people, it's like, it realized that hmm, a lot of the nuances I think I really want to convey doesn't, sometimes doesn't make it onto the page. A lot of things I was thinking, but then if I do it in a, like a real soft story that just say, just really about them. And then I realized one interesting character was that Pom, like Pompeia became very interesting as a character in like her third series. Like, I just wrote about, just became about two women having hot comfort relationships. Like, what am I writing this? But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so told, told them are just like connecting over there the fact that both of them are like they're both like left out like they're both like look they're both like, they're both they're both like they're both like reasons out of control they can't really say I can't really I can't really bet my husband just uh, believe me what am I supposed to do about that <laughs> and then people blame her for it it's like it's very unique it's very like um it's because I think it's very like it still happens because she blame you like if um, if the if, if the if the family breaks out the, the blame is sometimes on the woman in the window sometimes like, it's not my fault I can't I can't control if they can just decide to just look as up and leave and all that although it has changed considerably now but then by then it's like this was the feeling and then compare was like saying that people might blame her for the fact she couldn't control her own husband too mm-hmm, that's true very true she couldn't blame him but then I realized that, and then I realized that maybe in the novel like in the main my prequel novel I really show that Loren like Lorenzo has his own problems like he is he is not something who can be she that Pompeia could restrain him anyway it's just that's that how true. just like it's just it's just like very interesting for me I start exploring relationships better Yes, I think we should have a podcast about your most recent story, you know, as of um, December 2021, your most recent story in the anthology about Pompeia. 
Actually, it might, actually she might be featured in another story too, but then that's for another day. Yeah, I think we should discuss her a bit more. This would be very fascinating. Yeah, and I think it would be a nicely leading thing because like uh, Pompeo would actually appear in the prequel novel that early on. She would actually be much of a later addition. But then even then, it's like, I bet you, like, because I already plan out, like, I already had, I think it's interesting thing for us, like, because, like, my prequel novel is already kind of planned. I already know how it begins, how it ends, and all the, and then the details in the middle is I can play around with it, but not, but then I already have a few rules and a few credits, so I'll go to period it regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, I think that's it for this podcast. I mean, we covered a lot about uh, serial fiction, and I think maybe next time we can talk more about uh, the nature of serial fiction and how it impacts people and the sense of community in general. Mm, that's a good idea. Yes, definitely. And we can also talk about uh, the concept of an anthology and how that ties into serial fiction. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I don't like it. I feel this I think anthology was used to be very different because of like, um, what was it? It's like, it's all like one collection from different authors. Because I used to read, I, I do read some anthologies now and then. My favorite, my absolute favorite was actually Fatal Throne, which was actually about Henry the Henry Eighth's wives. Oh, right, right. And yes, you're right. I think most anthologies usually do have different authors, but I don't know what else to call my stuff because I'm just like, this is random stories from different characters and they're all written by me, but let's just call it anthology because it's kind of like a patchwork. Yeah, for me, even seeing Lotus is an anthology. In fact, once and in fact, I don't think once I'm done with this series, I would be moving continents to a complete character who has never been appeared in my life. I've never mentioned her, but then she has something to some of my, my, my characters in the main series, just not as strong. Right, exactly. Right. So, yes, you know, thank you so much for this awesome discussion. And, you know, I can't wait to have more discussions about the nature of serial fiction. Yeah, thank you so much. I was, I was this is actually kind of like an idea from a type of form that I was thinking, actually I have a lot more to say about this topic and just like um, just into a normal post on there. Mm-hmm, definitely. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.